Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast, the only food podcast on the internet that's been buried and cooked for 24 hours in Soft Touch's garden. My name's Ed Gamble. I'm James Acaster, and I'm cracking an egg. Uh, just to let the listener know why James is saying that, we were trying to come up with what I should say in the intro, and James just kept saying cracking an egg over and over again, which was a lot yeah. less helpful than he thought it was. Just trying to give you some inspiration, a little jump off point, but maybe you think much. about cracking an egg and then think about how that could apply to podcasts. Yeah, and as you've worked out, it can't apply to podcasts because you've just said cracking an egg again. Well, you're the man who, who comes up with the start bits. You know, that's your yeah. forte, not mine. It's clearly not my forte, is it? Because I've just had to back reference a very specific part of a podcast mm. and you just said cracking an egg and now we're about three minutes in and we've not even said what we're doing here. Oh, yeah, that's the point. I'm just going <laughs> to crack this egg and see what's inside it. Oh, it says in the egg... That, uh, this is the off-menu podcast. It says in the egg. What do you mean it says in the egg? Nothing note. says anything in an egg. Little, little, it's written in the yolk. It's what, What's written in the yolk? The format. How do, you, how do you write in a yolk? Huh? How do you write in a yolk? The little chicken ate, uh, wrote in the yolk before it died. The chicken is the yolk. It, you can't... You, can't huh? you know when you, something hatches, the yolk doesn't come out as well? The chicken grows in like what the yolk... Is if mm. you don't fertilize the chicken in there. But as the chicken was turning into the yolk, it wrote in the yolk. And then what? Died. And then what is written on the dead chicken yolk? It it wrote. We ask guests their favorite ever start a main course dessert side dish and drink. We do indeed, James. And uh, th- this week, our wonderful guest is Corey, Corey Taylor. Taylor. Corey Taylor, lead singer of Slipknot, Stone Sour. And now a brilliant solo artist in his own right about to release an album called CMFT, which I've heard and it is very good and I'm very excited for it to be released. Full disclosure, Slipknot, one of Ed's favourite bands of all time. I don't think you need to even disclose that. I think I've probably spoken about that on the podcast before. I just think anyone who it's their first episode, 
if they want a little bit of insight and context before we go into this, yeah. this episode is a big deal. Yeah, it's it's exciting. I'm very excited and happy that uh, Corey agreed to do it. Yes. Uh, spent many, many years listening to Slipknot and going to their gigs and singing along to all their lovely songs. And uh, at the beginning of the year, before the world fell apart, me and the great Benito uh, went to see Slipknot record a BBC session at Maida Vale, and they said it was the smallest gig that they'd done in 20 years. There's only about 100 people there, and one of them was the great Benito, and he doesn't know any Slipknot songs. Imagine that. If there's any Slipknot fans listening now, you missed out on a chance to see one of the biggest metal bands in the world perform in a tiny room because the great Benito was there wearing his duffel coat and his friend Guy was there as well. He got to bring his friend Guy, who's also not a Slipknot fan. And they both just stood there watching it like it was a play. I've never met Guy, but he sounds like a grade-A dweebo. (laughs) He actually, when I met Guy, I worked out where the great Benito is within his friendship group. And let me me tell you, the great Benito is the dweeb of the friendship group. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I would have guessed that anyway. I thought you were about to say that Guy was an even bigger dweeb and you'd realised great Benito was the alpha. But you just confirmed everyone's suspicions. The Benito was wearing his duffel coat. And Guy was there wearing his leather jacket. Oh, Guy's so cool. But he oh, there with a marmalade sandwich under his hat. <laughs> Watching Slipknot. And Clown ran into the audience. It was like throwing himself around right in front of us. Benito was gazing at it, absolutely baffled. Didn't know what was going on, I bet. He was like, oh, I'm more of a fan of theme parks than the circus, Mr. Clown. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Uh, hopefully, though, James, Corey Taylor will not say the secret ingredient that we have pre-established, which means if he says it, we're going to have to kick him out of the restaurant. That would devastate me if we had to do that. And this week, the secret ingredient is maggots. Maggots, maggots what Slipknot call their fans, of course, uh, which I used to love that when I was 14, that, that yes. we were all the maggots. And now the more uh, the more distance I get from it, the funnier I find it that they called their fans the maggots. It's very funny, although when you saw them live in that little room, there were two people in that room who fully deserved to be called maggots. <laughs> two real-life maggots. Wriggly little maggots. So hopefully Corey Taylor won't say maggots. I mean, he won't, will he? Come on, surely. He won't Don't know. We maggots. never know. I know Slipknot have got a sort of quite a ferocious uh, reputation when it comes to crazy shit they used to do when they were live, but yeah. he's not going to pick maggots for his dream meal, is he? We'll see. Some people eat insects, some people eat crickets and stuff like that, and ants. Maybe maggots oh, is something he's touring the world he might have acquired a taste for. We never know. Oh, he might be about to crossed. kick one of your heroes out of the dream restaurant. Oh, God, no, please. So, without further ado, here is the off-menu menu of... Corey, Corey Taylor. Taylor. Welcome, Corey Taylor, to the Dream Restaurant. <laughs> He's in. Welcome. I'm in. Wow. Welcome, Thank Corey you. Taylor, to the Dream Restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time. Uh, you finally accepted my my reservation. You know, it's yeah. like it's hard to get a table in this place. It's yes. been pretty booked up, Apologies. booked up for a while. But as <laughs> James's entrance there, uh, he's the genie waiter. That's why that big. I mean, you're very chilled out. You're quite used to pyrotechnics, of course. So. Any genie yeah, arriving, yeah. just that's nothing at the moment to you, right? I'm, I'm used to it. You know, I mean, it's, uh, I've never seen one dressed in such leather, but I mean, it's fine. And <laughs> it's, it's like an acquired it. taste. I mean, hey, no, this is, it's, it's international flavor. I'm absolutely into it. So it's fine. What 
metal band has the best pyrotechnic show you've ever seen? Ooh, besides us. Yes. Yes, of course. I mean, I mean ours, ours are pretty good. I, man, I, it's a toss-up. I would say it's a toss-up between Maiden and Metallica. I mean, Metallica goes all out. But Maiden, man, Maiden, they, they create so much on the stage that mm. it's just, oh, oh, God damn it, I take that back. No, it's Romstein. Yes, it has I was to wait- be Romstein. I was waiting for Dude. the correct answer, Corey. Right. No, and you know what? Thank you for letting me get there on my own. I appreciate That's all right. it. No worries. Uh, you th- I mean, I've toured with them so many times, and dude, it's you can always tell when they've brought the load too, because the audience gets further and further away. Dude, I did a show with them, and the I swear the barricade was twenty five feet away, and I was just like, <laughs> I can't even see anybody. This is fucking stupid. Welcome to the Dream Restaurant. You're here, of course, and you, look, you've you've brought us a lovely gift, which is a copy of your brand new solo album, CMFT. Yes, which is very exciting. Your your first solo album under just your just your own name. Yeah, yeah, no pressure, right? That's, no uh... pressure. No, no pressure here. Don't worry. Um, when did you decide to do that? I mean, it's something that. Has kind of just been on my periphery for a long time, you know. Um, I, you know, I talked about doing an off-off project about 11, 12 years ago with a with a side project called uh, Junk Beer Kidnap Band, which was my way of doing a solo thing without actually coming out and saying it was a solo thing. Um, so I just kind of I kind of set that aside and just concentrated on the other two bands that you know obviously I have. But I always kind of had this thing in the back of my head. It's like I, you know those songs are here, and I keep writing songs that really don't fit with either band. So maybe sometime in the future, you know, there would you know come an opportunity. And the and that as at as that was happening, more people were asking me if I would ever do one. And I just, it just got to the point where I was just like, you know what, if I don't do it now, I never will. And I knew there was something in me that really wanted to. I imagine that when you're in a band that has nine members in, in the back of your mind, you must have been thinking about a solo project from the first band practice you had. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't wait to get the hell away from these. (laughs) So we always start in the dream restaurant with still or sparkling water, Corey. Um, is your sparkling water flavored? It is oh. however you want it to be. This is your Ooh. dream. Okay. No one's ever gone in with that straight away with, is the sparkling water flavored? You're obviously a connoisseur. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to paint myself as someone. Mm, yes. Well, you're, you're sparkling water <laughs> of the area. I see. Uh, no, I, uh, I only really started drinking sparkling water, uh, maybe about four or five months ago, really because, I mean, ev- like uh, Perrier and all that crap just sound, it just tasted like a burp to me. I just was not interested. But then my wife actually got me on like the, not the LaCroix, but like the off-brand, that bubbly with one B, which just bugs the shit out of me, but it's really good. So we don't, we don't I have kind of, uh, bubbly, bubbly with one B here. Is it, is it pronounced that, bubbly did, or is it, boob, is it buble? Is have it you got into Michael Buble? <laughs> well, I slowly, but surely I've been waking my way into Michael Buble's like whole catalog, but uh, <laughs> he, he's actually in the commercials for the, for the sparkling water. He's in, he's in a, he's in the shop. And he's taking the cans down one at a time, and it's B U B L Y, and he's crossing out the Y and writing an E in on it. And I'm just like, that's fucking genius. That's really, really good. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, okay. So if it's if it's a flavored uh, sparkling water, I will have the cherry because I'm that kind of dick now, I guess. And uh, and we'll 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 go from there. Would you like Buble to bring it to you? Oh, I mean, if look, I, I hate to reach for the sun, but if that's if that's there, I mean, I, I'll yeah. definitely have that. I understand that you don't want to start. You don't want to start too big in the dream restaurant, but you can, no, you can realize no, all your I mean, dreams here. Buble can bring you a sparkling water and cross it out and write the E in front of you as well. Now, now you're just playing with my emotions. I feel like uh, <laughs> you're going to tempt me with a power that I'm not quite used to. You know, it's just like, <laughs> all right, here we go. Well, I don't want to give you too much power, but just so you know, now we've got Buble involved. He is on hand <laughs> for the whole meal. So whatever you need him to bring over at any point, whatever role you want him to play in each course, he can totally do that. You've got Buble now. Fantastic. I love it. I love it. Maybe maybe he's just snapping every time he brings <laughs> yeah. something over. You know, it's just like it's like here's your amuse bouche. It's a little bit of everything, just shove it in your face. Hey. <laughs> do you think the snapping would ever get on your nerves at any point during the meal? Maybe once you hit like that gastro issue where you're just like uh, you, yeah. you know, yeah, that that moment in the in the in the meal where you've had a little too much dairy, and you're like, you're timing it. You're just like, mm, <laughs> and he's just like, are we gonna go? We gotta, we gotta make this happen. If he comes over, yeah. and you're like, I don't need any jovial shit from you. <laughs> Give me a check. That's the problem with Buble. What a lot of people don't know is his snap can often make people shit themselves. <laughs> yeah. You should get him in Slipknot. I mean, oh. I, I, I understand some of your band members deliberately shit themselves before going on stage. Buble would be great. Did, Snap well, his fingers. I, I'm happy to say that not anymore. You know, no, it yeah. used to be. It used to be clown would just run out on stage, and it was like, dude, it was like being at the monkey cage at the zoo, dude. He just shit in his hand, and I mean, just, and I'm like, what in the? Come on, do we haven't even played a note yet? And I'm already like trying not to throw up, dude. That fucking prick. You know what he did one time? He we were playing a show, and I want to say it was in France, and it was a uh, it was a particularly ferocious French tour. We were playing all these like little side like hamlets, basically. And I mean, we had no money, we had no nothing, so every night was just a fucking war. He comes out on stage one night and he does the whole fucking, you know, Gigi Allen thing and just going insane. I'm getting, you know, I'm just getting ready to go into wait and bleed. And he comes up and on this, and I can't see him because I got to get that, you know, I got the mask on. So there's just the peripherals are not really happening. And he just wipes his fucking hand like this. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> you, I challenge anybody to try and sing in key when there's shit, <laughs> just like it was like something out of Lord of the Rings, you know, it was like a shit covered orc just standing there. And I just went, I, was like, I chose this. I, I chose to be here. And I really, I'm really starting to regret that decision. I mean, I got through the song and was able to grab a, a towel and just kind of get it off before just spewing to the side. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was it was fucking great. It was awesome. Do you think that that's how Slipknot have maintained such sort of live live ferocity? Because you worry about a lot of other bands who've been going for decades, sort of slowing down. Yeah. But you started so extreme that the down is just sort of normal for most bands when they start. Basically, yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like we came out of the gate 
so nuts that only age has been able to really kind of take the edge <laughs> off of it. And yet on stage, we're still just a fucking ball of like, what the fuck? Like we still tour like we're 25 cause we're stupid and we're just fucking running all over the place. We've all had at least one surgery. It's just like, what the fuck are we trying to prove at this point? You know, it's I can kick my own ass. You fucking watch, you know, it's just so, <laughs> I don't get it, man. Buble is the other end of the scale. But Buble <laughs> started off as soft as he possibly could. And now yeah, he's yeah. thinking, how do I ramp this up? I bet he's had yeah. a show when the trumpet player's been like, look, if you want, when you're getting ready to like sing yeah. sing the final number, I can wipe shit on your face. Yeah. <laughs> it if makes it kind of hard to purse, though, if you've got poop in your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. You need to be careful when Buble brings the water over because he does. This is very, you know what I'm telling you, he's a little gassy and I can see it on his face. You know, (laughs) he's drink. He's on his own supply right now. (laughs) Yeah. He's a, he's a Buble bubbly. Um, (laughs) Pop it up or bread. Pop it up or bread. Corey Taylor. Pop it up or bread. Ooh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go bread. Cause I'm one of those bougie people that likes to eat it with the olive oil and the the Mm. cracked pepper and shit. And I'll just sit there any particular type of bread? Ah, I will say preferably European, because the best bread I've ever had is 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 over in uh, is on the continent. It's just I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because it's not loaded with a bunch of bullshit like the bread here is, you know. And I, having said that, I, I have to say there's some of the local bakeries and stuff are really good, but it just seems like all of your guys' bread, whether it's the UK or the continent or whatever, is just really fucking good. So. I'm all like I never really eat bread unless I'm overseas, man. Like I never even touch it. Anything like a rye, like a anything with like a like a if I can be so a pumpernickel, oh, yeah. a fucking oh. pumpernickel. Yeah. I'm a fan of a pumpernickel. There you go. Would you like uh, Buble to sing pumpernickel as he brings it to you? Mm. God, could he? I mean, oh, if it's, I mean, we're in the dream right world. Street. I I would have to say, you know, anything with like that. But then he'd have to refer to the grapefruit-flavored sparkling water as pomplemousse, yes. you know, which is, so, which is so stupid. Like, the first time I read that, I was like, what the, f- really? Is that necessary? Like, grapefruit's not funny enough. Pomplemousse, you know? Stupid. Also, what could go better with a slice of pumpernickel bread than Buble's buttery voice? <laughs> and oily. Would man. you mind... Slathering some of that buttery voice on my humble nickel. <laughs> is that the butter you would like? Is Buble's buttery voice? You know what? Bread. I'll take it. I can't believe it's not bubbly. Or <laughs> 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 So we come to your starter, the, the the proper meal starts now. Yes. Almost coming up on a year ago, I stopped eating meat proper. But I still do fish and eggs. So it's kind of a pescatarian vibe a little bit. So I try to, I try to avoid like, like hardcore meats and stuff. But then again, my wife is a ridiculous cook and she has a potato curry that is so fucking good, dude, that 
I eat my weight and then I shit fire. Like it's that <laughs> fucking good. And, uh, and it's even better like two or three days later, man. It's one of those curries, you know, but it's also one of those curries that if you, when you crack the Tupperware, you can smell it in the air. You're just like, Oh Jesus Christ. I feel that in my eyebrows. What the hell is that? So I, I guess I've, I've become, uh, very, very attached to curries and, uh, which means I spend a lot of time in the bathroom. Let's put it that that's, way. So I that's will. That's when you know something tastes good. That's very true. That's when you know something tastes good. That when you're eating it, you know that in like a couple of hours' time, you're going to be doing a Ramstein show in the toilet. There's recompense coming. That's not <laughs> probably going to feel great, but okay, I'm into this. You know, so yeah. That's the time when you want to get clown on the phone and just be like, <laughs> "Hey man, just wondered if you want to um, maybe pop over yeah. for some revenge. I mean, just some hanging out as friends." <laughs> right. And then right, he comes right. over. You're like, "How do you like my fiery shit, motherfucker?" And then right in his face. <laughs> Don't use that bathroom. No, use uh, use the one that I just came out of. Yeah, no, I'd really appreciate that. <laughs> so is that what you want for your starter, your, your wife's potato curry? I'll, you know what I'll do? And it's one of our favorite dishes is a Penang curry with tofu. And it's like at, at like volcano levels, which is righteous, man. Yeah. So we'll do a Penang curry with uh, jasmine rice, uh, tofu, uh, bell peppers, not too much cabbage though. Cause that shit pisses me off, but maybe some broccoli and then I'm a loaded weapon. Now, Corey, this, this is only a starter. <laughs> this is the, this is the appetizer. You've gone absolutely all in with a full curry and rice. Oh yeah, and, absolutely. <laughs> and very bold starting with a dish that you know is going to make you need a shit immediately. Oh, immediately. You know, <laughs> see in my dream, we're just across the street from my house. Mm. Oh, so I mean, yes. right there. So I don't even have to worry about valet. I don't have to worry about driving, trying to get a cab. I'm I dab, drop, key, home, and that's and we're good to go. You know, so I'm so I I'm already on on the way. So so in that situation, if you're in a restaurant that was opposite your house and you needed to shit like at the beginning of the meal, would you <laughs> always go home and shit and then come back to the restaurant, or would you use the restaurant toilet? You know what? My away game is not great. I don't like, <laughs> I don't, I have a, it takes me like, and this is true. It takes me about a week to get used to shitting on the road. Like when we're like more on tour and stuff, there's a, there's a safety with your own John, you know, like it's, it's, it's your spot. You know, you can blow it up if you want to. And, and there's the added terror of somebody recognizing me. And then you're walking in, and it's just like, dude, you should have said, you know, Corey Taylor, fuck, you just destroyed the bathroom at fucking at Olive Garden. You know, that that's all I need is just some fucking weird shit to follow me around. So yeah, I I would definitely run back and forth if, if need be. You know, I'd put the thumb over the hose and just try not to fucking get you know. I'm, if it takes you a week to get used to shitting on the road, I'm glad I've never seen you on a show six of a tour, dude. It's yeah, I mean, it, it tends to be a little bulbous. You know, there's, there's definitely some pressure, some pains happening. And, um, I guess, I, I guess it's not so much a week anymore, uh, because you, you almost get used to it. But I tell you this, after this quarantine, it's going to take me forever to get fucking used to shitting on the road again. Jesus Christ. Excuse me. Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> that's that's right. great. I want more burps on, on, on the off menu. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
It's appropriate well, here. Welcome. It shows shows you appreciate the food. It absolutely is. That's you know where I come from. That's yeah. considered a compliment. I'm just yeah. saying. But I don't know yeah. if you saw it, but me and Buble just high fived. <laughs> <laughs> We're like mission accomplished. Well, I Buble. definitely, I definitely felt it. I definitely <laughs> felt it. <laughs> yeah. Also, a minute ago, uh, you said after the curry, you want to dab, drop, key home. Right. Now the listener couldn't see the mime you did to go along with yes. that. Would yeah. you like to clarify to the listener? Because I think this is the question they will have. Where are you dabbing? Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's in the ass area, you know. Okay. I thought you were dabbing the mouth of the food. Like a gentleman. Oh, no, 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 And no. then going home. But you're dabbing your ass before you leave to go <laughs> to the bathroom. Listen, I, I don't know what your... Uh, your, what your rule is against language or anything like that but there may be depending on the heat of the curry there may be some seepage i'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you it's it's a concern in the yeah. taylor household it's it's more of like and you tend to run with your chest forward and your ass a little more just it's not something you want to see but when you've seen it you realize there's danger ahead so there you go well, so that, that's the dab. We're off to a great start with some home cooking. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're doing great. In more ways than one. Yeah. In every sense of the word, that's a home right. cooked starter. The main course. Are we staying at home for the main course or is this somewhere else? My wife does that. She's a maniac. Like she finds all this really, are these really rad recipes and stuff. And there's a, uh, and this is going to make me sound so bougie. Oh my God. But, uh, there's a, uh, a sweet potato kale kind of uh, mash that she does. It's almost like a kale hash that, that, that she does with uh, a pico hot sauce and added cilantro like on top. Um, that she then adds vegan uh, cheese to, which is fucking righteous, dude. It's so good. It also is very filling. So you add that to the Penang, and I am a I'm, a, I'm an explosion waiting to happen. Like I'm on a I'm officially on a timer, you know. So I'm like I could I could bag both of those and feel comfortable for about twenty minutes. If like de- depending on how fast I eat it or how hungry I am, so yeah, so we'll go with that. But we're letting you, we're letting you offload the Penang, and then it's the main yeah. Course. See, so I, yeah. so I, you know, I've I've relieved some of the shelf. Yeah, you know, you got the shit shelf that sits here and just waits its turn, right? Like that's gone. We've got that. So now I've just reloaded with some sweet potato. It's probably a lot of starch going on here, which is, uh, I mean. That's fine, but you know, I, I'm 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 gonna pay for it tomorrow when I'm exercising. Let's put it that way. Sure. What's well, the kale and the hot sauce that concerns me? I mean, you know, yeah. you said <laughs> you said that you've you've come back from your house, you've locked up your house. I would say, yeah, you needn't have bothered locking the front door. Yeah, you're absolutely Leave right. Leave that and shit the on the latch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah. The more I think about it, the more I've added to my having to go back. Now I have yeah. to fish the keys back out again. Yeah. Now those... see, this is where I. This is where a code pad would come in handy, right? Just a do 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 do, and I'm in instead of trying to, you know, briskly rustle my keys out of my pocket. And depending on the pants I've worn, that could add. That's a whole other issue, you know. I would say the main thing that would come in handy is just using the bathroom in the restaurant. Oh God, you're going to make me break that, aren't you? Like, I mean, it's. <laughs> well, we don't know about, what your next okay, course listen, is going to be. Listen, Corey, how's? <laughs> 
this is this is the dream restaurant. How's about this? Right. We can put your bathroom that you know in the restaurant, and it is your oh, bathroom. See. Now, now you're just making me want to stay in the restaurant as much as possible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. my bathroom. Now, here's the thing: I have three clutch bathrooms in my house, depending on where my family is at any given Th- moment. Right? Bathrooms so, themed on the band Clutch. Well, yeah, absolutely. You know, there's the Blast Tyrant. Yeah. Right. <laughs> there's the elephant. <laughs> there's the elephant room. <laughs> and, then, and then the and then pure rock fury for the really yes, exactly for the and shit. that's the one that is as far away from my family the ones i love <laughs> as absolutely possible neil is gonna fucking kill me when he hears this dude jesus christ i will tell you what because Ed, Ed, it'll be Ed's too cool to say this, but I guarantee that riff there was his favourite moment on this podcast that he's ever had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair, to be fair, Corey, yeah. two, two of my favourite bands of all time are Slipknot and Clutch. So to riff with you about Clutch is uh, is a, a thing that I never thought I'd achieve, and about <laughs> shitting. Well, and the, I mean, it's three great tastes. I mean, well, wait a minute, that's not that's not right. Hold on a second. No. Okay, two two great tastes. We were trying to put together a Slipknot Clutch tour which we're still trying to work on to try and fight it could, because it just would be so fucking rad, you know, like I, agree. I know it's, it's two different, two different vibes, but they're just one of the best live bands ever, man. I mean, and their songs are just so fucking ridiculous. And Neil, he's probably one of my favorite modern singers, you know, he yeah. just can sing anything and now you've named all your bathrooms after his band so i'm sure he's going to enjoy yeah that. man absolutely. well i'm sure he's he's probably going to email me and be like dude the fuck man what is, you've got an elephant room bathroom i'm like well not not that you know i mean <laughs> so so far this is a quite quite the dicey meal but <laughs> yeah there's an edge you've got your this. own bathroom in the restaurant which is awesome and to be fair I'm surprised that no guest has implemented that so far. Yeah. It's taken quite a long time for that to happen. And I think for all of us, even if we like using public bathrooms, which I've never met anyone who does, we'd all rather our own bathroom was in the restaurant. That's very true. No one else can use it as well. It's not like there's other customers who can go in there and and use your bathroom. Right, right. It's it's almost like the room of requirements, you know, from fucking Harry Potter. Like I just, I, you know, I tap the wall, my bathroom opens up. And nobody else is allowed to use the son of a bitch. Yeah, when Buble goes to use it, it's it's his bathroom. Completely Absolutely, different. yeah, yeah. If you say it's like because I know nobody's going to change the toilet paper either. Like I'm always yeah. the one who's changing the roll. Now, far I'm probably the one who uses the majority of. Yeah, I was going to say it but, sounds like you're the one who's getting through it. Yeah, I mean, I've, I look. This is the only way I'll ever be considered a regular guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good joke come on you I, don't need to I, do a sarcastic but dumb tush for that. that was solid stuff yeah. <laughs> I'd love it if that was your solo album it was just you doing one line as in but dumb tush afterwards yeah. didn't see it go in this direction uh, you know I, I, I punish my family all the time with my stupid sense of humour and I will say to be fair my wife thinks I'm very funny so I I scored like I just finally a woman who thinks I'm funny. So. If you were, you were saying earlier about having a code instead of right. a key. What code would you choose? Now I'm trying to I'm trying now to link it to the numbers of the Slipknot band members and the numbers that you have on your boiler suits. Ah, and I'm trying to think of a code you would use and how you would remember it. Yeah. In, 
if you were to correlate it with the members of Slipknot? It is a convoluted question. <laughs> it is. It is quite. It's, you started it, and you're still not at the end of it, but you're yep. now commenting on the quality of the question, <laughs> even though it's not finished. Yeah, the question's not finished. I'm not sure what the question is. Yeah, but well, I, I know that. I will I never have, have another you. guest where this will come up. It's the sign of a good question. Yes, yeah. Where you're already questioning the vitality, like, just like, it's like, hmm, I don't know where this is going to go. But, you know, it would be good. I made it a ridiculously long fucking code, right? But then I, I, I use I use our numbers, but I use the sequence from the beginning of the Heretic Anthem. So 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 I add two extra sixes in there. Yeah. And you know, people always skip. It's like, oh, I bet you it's slipknot. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Why isn't this working? It's like, well, because you're missing two sixes. So eight, seven, six, six. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Right? Then Perfect. only true fans can break into yeah. your house. That's right. And that's exactly what I want. <laughs> true fans. You keep your fucking commonality out of here. I want real, real fans who know some shit. And then that's not that's not stolen goods for them. That's memorabilia and that's legal. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> is that legal? No, 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 it's fine. If anyone comes and steals something off you and they like your band, then that, that's legal, I think. Well, you know they're not going to resell it quickly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sure. You know, they'll, they'll put it in their shrine with, like, all the stolen hair from your hairbrushes and shit. And... <laughs> Has anyone ever stolen your hair, Corey? Be honest. Well, not that I know of, because uh, I have a tendency to chop my hair off a lot, yeah. so I don't know. Um, but I will say... Uh, I mean, I've had some stalkers over the years who have, uh, they've sent me some, some weird shit. Let's just say just a lot of weird, you know, letters signed in blood. Mm, Oh, so intense. I tell you what, dude. Okay. So the first, the first real weird letter I ever got was back in 99. And there was a PO box that we were using for a while that we then had to get rid of because just so much shit was fucking coming into it. We had to forward everything to our management. But before we did that, we would go down and we would find, like, get, was getting to the point that it was just like bags and bags and bags of it. And they would give me these fucking stacks of crazy fan letters. So I would read them and, and you know, every once in a while I'd reply and stuff. But there was one that started out, it was from a lady, and uh, she was telling me about how her and her husband were quite big fans, right? And the, now the first page, you know, this is all on like notebook paper and handwritten, very nice, very whatever. And she's like, you know, I'm a huge fan of blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, this is very sweet. And I flip it over, dude, and it t- turns into a full-on like, I want you to keep me in a cage. <laughs> okay. I want you to, I mean, I mean, for real, it went from zero to what the fuck like that. I just was like, it was interesting. I still have yeah. it somewhere. In the whole buildup to you talking about that letter, um, I could see James was really annoyed when it turned out to be from a lady because he really wanted to make the joke that I'd written it. Yeah. James? Yeah, that was what I was getting ready for. Yet. Well, there were two things I was getting ready for. One was that I wanted to make the joke that Ed had written it, absolutely, 100%. And I'm still not ruling that out, by the way. It's yeah, the classic, well, fair classic throwing you off the scent, Ed Gamble, <laughs> making out he's a lady in the, in the letter. Yeah. But also, uh, also, in preparation for possible callbacks later on in the episode, because um, I'm not, right. I don't know about Clutch as much as Ed does, so I thought I'll Google the Clutch albums so I know Clutch. And I tell you what, there is not a single album by Clutch which wouldn't be a funny name for a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've just remembered Earth Rocker. Every of single course, one. Earth Rocker. I mean, 
<laughs> Earth Rocker, Psychic Warfare, Book of Bad Decisions. That really makes yeah. me laugh. <laughs> That's really good. Uh, Transnational Speedway. Um, oh, Jesus from, Christ. From Beale Street to Oblivion. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, Strange Cousins from the West. I don't know why that's my favourite. Strange yeah. Cousins from the West really makes it me works. Laugh. It works though. Jam Room. Oh, Jam Room. Jam Room. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, hang on. Isn't that isn't it Slow Hold to Slow Hold to China? Isn't that a Rarities album? <laughs> but most, like, I think so. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Today's episode of Off Menu is sponsored by Aura. James, are you ready to win Mother's Day? I am, Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I want to give my mom an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. May I say, James, I absolutely love the class and elegance with which you use the word mom, because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. Yeah, I think your mum's going to love looking back on your childhood memories, seeing what you're up to today, seeing what you were up to back in the day, and even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mum's frame with new photos so it's the gift that keeps on giving, James. Ed, answer me this. Who is the best gift giver in your life? Hmm, um, I'd probably say uh, my wife is a very good gift giver. Not that my mom is not a fantastic gift giver, but my wife's very good at little surprise things. She says, I've only got you a few things, and then there'll be little little surprises, things that we've seen throughout the rest of the year. I'll say to my wife, I like that, and then I forget about it, and then on the day, there's some lovely little gifts there for me that remind us of the year that we've just spent together. Oh, if you like being reminded of stuff, may I suggest photographs? That's a very good point, James. I think we should get ourselves an Aura digital picture frame and put some of our wedding photos on them. Right now, Ed, Aura has a great deal for Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code OFFMENU at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. We get to your side dish, Corey, because otherwise uh, we'll get oh, stuck in that. Oh, we're still eating, are we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apologies. Shit. All right. No, my bad. My bad. All right. Uh, side dish. It's kind of lame these days. It's always a veggie, you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe like a, a sautéed spinach, something like that, you know, with um, light salt, olive oil, a uh, little garlic, um, 
and just kind of just don't fry it because then it just turns into fucking might as well be eating a, a, a eraser from a pencil. But, you know, just that that proper just enough heat to kind of, you know, soften everything up and get it ready to go. Healthy addition to the meal. And then look, man, at my age and as weird as I get on stage, I have to fucking eat healthy, dude. I can't eat the way I used to anymore, dude. It just. Ugh, it just kicks the shit out of me. When you started out, were you eating awfully and still doing that that level of shit? Oh shame? yeah, dude. I was, dude. Let me tell you something. One of the most horrendous nights of my life, and this is back when I was still drinking. I was in Paris by myself, mind you, walking around Paris, and I stumbled on this Irish pub in Paris, which is you know whatever. But I proceeded to drink about six, seven car bombs, which, you know, is the Jameson and Bailey's dropped into Guinness and then you, sh- you shoot it all down. Kind of like a Manhattan, but a lot more deadly, you know. So I drink about seven of those by myself. Now I'm really fucking fit shakes. Then I, you, you, obviously you get the after pub munchies. And there was right around the corner a place where you could get a giant fucking hot dog with uh chips right on top of it right a little chili and i mean dude i ate two of those <laughs> just now now mind you at the time i was over 200 pounds okay so i was like a professional like i could eat and eat and eat and then just hate myself all day the next day i never re- was that like in the early days of slipknot Iowa. Yeah. Iowa. Really? Um, yeah, I was really heavy because that was when my alcoholism was really at its worst. I once passed out face first in a, in a plate of Swedish meatballs. I just never had that memory of you being like a, uh, a bigger guy, but I guess the boiler suits are very slimming, right? The, well, they try to be, you know, you you only pack so much of yourself in there and we would wear them big. You know, so we would have them made a little bigger to kind of hide the the moistening in the middle, if, as you would. <laughs> um, and I, you know, the mask was on. It wasn't really until uh, Stone Sour that people really got a look at me, and even then, it was like, oh yeah, you know, it was pretty bad, you know. Because I I used to be a lot bigger than I am now, which means I finally get to apologize to you, Corey, because I came to a Slipknot signing in the year two thousand at the Virgin Megastore uh, on oh, Oxford boy. Street. Uh, yeah. And when you guys came out, I was looking around the shop and uh, you were walking out and I just ran towards you at the fastest I could manage at that time, which wasn't very fast, <laughs> and threw myself on top of you. Uh, and I heard you from under the mask go, oh, fuck. So uh, <laughs> I, I hope I didn't do any serious damage. So it was you who wrote the letter. Yeah, yeah, that was me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember, he was on your back at the Virgin Megastore, going, "Put me in a cage! Put me in a cage, Corey." <laughs> Do you remember me, Corey, at uh, Reading Festival uh, 2000? And uh, I was the one who, um, during the song where you got everyone to to sit down on the floor, I was I was right. about a mile back, uh, <laughs> and I was I was I was right next to the guy who was holding the Rage Against the Machine flag and refusing to sit down. Do you remember me? <laughs> well, now that you say it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what's fucked up about Leeds and Reading at that time was I was out in the audience when it started getting bottled. You remember that? Oh, yes. was Daphne, Daphne and Celeste. Celeste. Daphne yeah. and Celeste. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. I was out. I was out there. I was hanging out with some friends of mine from, and I was like, who are these people? And they were trying to explain it to me. And then dude, I, it was like 
<laughs> the fucking seas opened and it uh. just like came out of nowhere. I was like, oh shit. But they, I mean, to their credit, man, they stood there and they took it. Yeah. Because I mean, that was, they only did like two or three songs, but they're like, fuck it, we're gonna go for it. And then I went backstage and dude, they were bawling. They were bawling their uh, eyes out. I was like, I was like, hey, you did something that a lot of people wouldn't have done. You stayed in there, so hold your head high. And I don't know if they fucking cared what I said, but I mean, they did it, you know. I was 15 at the time and in the audience and uh, fully believed at the time they deserved the bottling. Now as an adult, I did not. But <laughs> well, it, it, you know, if, I if mean, you told me as a 15-year-old, you know who's consoling them backstage right now? <laughs> Corey Taylor. I'd be like, what? The fuck? That was the same, that was the same night uh, that Guns N' Roses went on late mm-hmm. and made us – they had security – holding us back we couldn't get to our buses and finally i just shoved my fucking way i was like my house is right there you can kiss my ass i'm fucking going to my bus talking of bottling at reading yes and now we get on to your favorite drink <laughs> oh yes 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 it's got to be coffee at this i don't know if you can tell i'm such an uh, you know a fucking uh, an even guy. Uh, Corey, just no. before you go into why, I'm so worried about your bowels during this whole meal. What is going on? Man? You've absolutely annihilated yeah. yourself and now you're having a cup of coffee. People do well, indeed yeah. equal shit, it would appear. <laughs> Listen, you try setting off a bomb without lighting the fucking fuse, okay? It has to but be the, done. The bomb's already gone it off. Yeah, the bomb has gone done. off twice now already. You're lighting the fuse on a wreckage. <laughs> Boo-blaze in tears. Yeah, he's, no, he's covering his face right now. He's yeah. like, yeah. oh, Jesus Christ, this is, this is going to go horribly wrong. Um, look, it's not, a, it's not a good night for me unless I've shit six times. Okay? I'm just letting you know. Good. <laughs> All, it's zen laxative. All yeah. things must pass. Just, <laughs> let's just go, right? No, it's, I mean, for real, man. I, uh... Full disclosure, I can't drink coffee past a certain time now at my age because then I'll just be laying in fucking bed like a a vampire on a day pass, just spinning and I can't just can't get my shit together. But um, but yeah, I mean, after dinner, I'll have like a, uh, you know, latte or whatever, an espresso just to kind of, you know, get the party started, you know, and uh, coffee is just it's, it's the last thing I have. Like I don't have, I don't smoke anymore. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. Can't do orgies. What else do I have guys? I mean, this, all I have is coffee now, you know? So that's, that's my go-to. That's my, I guess that would be my favorite drink. You got a favorite type? Yeah. Just black coffee or. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I have, it has to be like a dark roast, which dark roast doesn't have a lot of caffeine to it, which is good, but I need the flavor of it, you know, because for some reason, my brain, it reminds me of whiskey. So it's it's almost like kind of dipping into that. And I, I don't drink soda. You know, the only time I really drank soda was when I was drinking. And uh, once I quit drinking, I realized it's like, I don't even really fucking drink soda. So I don't really go for sugary shit like that. Um, and I don't put anything in my coffee. So like a dark roast. uh espresso just you know kind of knock it back when i drink tea i i add cream and a little sugar to it just to you know kind of give it that little extra but 
with coffee, yeah, it's just it's just the devil's ball sack, basically, you know. Just <laughs> lovely. Do you have like a local coffee shop that you frequent or a specific bean yeah, that you enjoy? Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's, I mean, it's a pretty niche coffee shop. I doubt you guys have heard of it. It's called Starbucks. Oh, sure. And, um, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. It's uh, like, yeah. look, I mean, and that's, and that's with, uh, you know, no apostrophe at the end. It's just Starbucks. <laughs> you know, so it, it doesn't belong to a person named Starbuck, you know, from like Battlestar Galactica. But yeah, dude, I mean, it's, I, for me, it's like asking, you know, what's your favorite beer? It's like, whatever you got. So we arrive now at your dessert, which is my favourite course. I'm always mm. excited about the dessert. Ed's a starter boy. I enjoy the starters, <laughs> starters more. But... <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, we have to keep in mind, I am a loaded weapon at this point. <laughs> I am quite, quite ready for war, as it were. Um, <laughs> I am going to go for something explosive, uh, delicious, um, I'm going to go for uh, uh, a chocolate lava cake um, with a which with a scoop of caramel ice cream on the side. Nothing too, you know, ostentatious. Nothing, mm. you know, trying to be a little full of itself. However, the commingling of the the cake and the explosion and the the ice cream is enough to make me orgasm. And I'll tell you why because the richness of it. It's just as you can tell, dessert's my favorite fucking meal as well. So it's, it's, it's like I've I've done all the fucking you know being good, being good, being yeah. good. Fuck you, Satan. Here we go. This is you know. So yes. sugar is my downfall. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean that to me is probably my favorite dessert is a chocolate like a like a a little personal chocolate lava cake and a scoop of ice cream just kind of take the edge off of it. It makes Love total it. sense because at this stage of the meal, you are a chocolate lava cake. This yeah. is very true. I, there's, I have a uh, all the flavors in the middle. I'm a, yeah. I'm a pork <laughs> on the bottom yogurt, right? I mean, that's probably not a good, probably not a good thing. Uh, also, we, me and Ed uh, and the great Benito, our producer, earlier this year, took a journey to America and did a lot of podcast episodes. Oh. And chocolate lava cake was the most popular dessert choice of the american episodes oh. it's always it's it's a big popular popular american choice but no one's added the caramel ice cream i don't think i've ever had it in europe to be honest um yeah you know the great thing about europe is you have a uh, well not to include you guys in europe i know it's a separate thing but you know in my americanized brain it's all that kind of same region i, I love it i want to please yeah. please include us in europe i love being yeah. in europe. yes <laughs> Yes, please. please call us European. I love to be associated yes. with with culture and uh, a team. I love all of that. Yeah, yeah. trust me, I would too. <laughs> Sadly, I don't. You know, but uh, I, I guess the the one that like the dessert I get over there is like what like a custard. Like a is now is is flan like a custard or is that like a different type of thing? That's kind of like that, isn't it? A custard tart is a thing as well, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. That's yeah. more of the point. Yeah. So that's what we're yeah. thinking of. Yeah. Which I, fuck, I, I'll eat six of those, dude. I don't give a <laughs> shit. Like, I'll just fucking just neck the shit out of it and just get out of there, you know? But, um, 
Yeah, no, it's good. It's good stuff. But it's uh, your your cookies are great too, or your biscuits. I'm into that. But I always think the I think the grass is greener with stuff like that because I always look at when whenever I go to America, I'm like I have to go to Trader Joe's straight away. I have to go to a supermarket straight away. Right, and get as, right. As many snacks as possible. I'm like, we don't have stuff like that at home. And right. Then, and every American I meet are like, your your cookies are amazing, all your chocolates amazing, but no, we just, yeah, we just want yeah. what we can't have. Exactly. You know, I mean, I'm mean, a, a pretty big anglophile, to be honest. And uh, like, I I love pretty much everything from your island, uh, except the fucking, the Walker's ketchup crisps can fuck, <laughs> can fuck right off. I'll be honest. Those things... Those if the machine that made those just exploded and killed several people, I would still applaud. I would still be fucking happy. Like good riddance to bad rubbish. Fuck off. Like so disgusting. It's one of the worst things I've ever had in my mouth. And I've been to Holland. Okay. I'm just letting you know. That's some shit. I love but, the image of you telling a Walker's uh, ketchup flavor <laughs> Christmas machine to fuck off. Fuck off. Oi, you motherfucker. Fuck off. <laughs> what happened? Was there a specific event that made, made yeah, this Yeah, I put one in my mouth. <laughs> Disgusting. Ketchup flavored, really? Really? And you give us shit? Fuck those things. Good night. <laughs> I'll eat. Listen, I'll eat my weight and paprika ones. I'll, I love bacon flavored ones. Ketchup. Fuck. And listen, I hate the salt and vinegar ones. Now, and mm-hmm. I know that's like a fucking travesty or whatever. But I'm not a huge fan of vinegar. Those fucking ketchup ones. I would, if I had the choice between the two, I would eat all the salt and vinegar ones, and I would wish the ketchup ones on my worst enemies for the rest of their lives, because that is a punishment. Eating those fucking things is a punishment. Next time you're over here on tour, I want you to stop the whole gig and just do that rant. Exactly. as you <laughs> Just do that rant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone get down on the floor right now. Everyone get down on the floor. And when I say fuck walkers, tomato ketchup crisps, you jump the fuck up. Uh, Corey, I'm going to read your order back to you now and see how you feel okay. about it. Here All we right, go. Fantastic. You would like, uh, oh, you, you want the sparkling cherry uh, buble water served by Michael Buble. Served, you would like yeah. pumpernickel bread with olive oil and buble's buttery voice as the butter. <laughs> your starter, you want your wife's penang curry with tofu, bell peppers, broccoli, not too much cabbage, and some mm-hmm. jasmine rice. Right. Main course, wife's sweet potato and kale hash with pico hot sauce, cilantro, and vegan cheese. Mm. Side dish, sautéed spinach with salt, olive oil, and garlic. Drink. A dark roast black coffee, espresso, just knock it back from anywhere. Dessert, chocolate lava cake with a scoop of caramel ice cream. How do you feel? Oh, hungry now, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know what I'm having later. Shit. <laughs> That's a pretty decent menu, I'd say. That's sounding really Not good. Not bad, right? Yeah. That's yeah. a good menu. specific, too, man. Like, it's fucking dialed in. All the toilet chat's very appropriate because the last song on your solo album is called European Tour Bathroom Song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know where that came from? Have you guys ever been on a European tour bus? I've been on Raging Speedhorns tour bus. Oh! <laughs> That's it. If you see those guys, tell them I said hi. I love those guys. I'm good friends with those guys, man. We toured with them about 15 years ago. Like, and they were fucking, dude, they were nuts. They were 
properly fucked up, like in good in a good way, like really good. <laughs> On every European tour bus in the bathroom, there's a sign right next to the fucking toilet that reads, and I quote, please do not put paper in toilet. Please use the bin provided. Right. Pretty stationary, pretty, you know, standard J11 instructions for people. So you find yourself flying down the road at like, you know, midnight. Maybe you don't have the best bus driver. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, so you're holding on for deal life, trying to take a piss. You've got your arm braced, uh, trying not to get it on your trousers. And you find yourself kind of staring at this sign and re- like kind of focused on it and reading it. And you find yourself, you have a weird brain like me spelling the words and then developing a rhythm to spelling the words. So you start going P-L-E-A-S-E-D-O-N-O-T-P-U-T-P-A-P-E-R-I-N-T. And then if you're really fucked up, you take that a step further and you start writing hardcore music to it. And then you go, <laughs> someday I'm going to record that. And someday it turned into three months ago. Perfect. So, like it's come full circle. I love yeah. it. Yeah. We're, we're all here. There it is. Also, I think before we go, I should give a little shout out to the 1992 Clutch EP Passive Restraints. <laughs> Oh, perfect. Thank you very much for coming, Corey. Oh, dude, this is an absolute pleasure, guys. Thank you very much. And there we have it. That was the off-menu menu menu of Corey Taylor, James. What a feast for the mouth and the butt. What a feast. I mean, very toilet-based this week, which I am into. Do you know what? I think anyone going into the off-menu Corey Taylor episode, surely that's what they came for. I mean, it was a great moment for me when that started happening. I was like, talking about shitting is probably up there with my favourite hobbies. Sure. And talking about shitting with Corey Taylor, I'm living on cloud nine over here. Then Clutch got involved. I mean... I, I, I was worried I was going to have to just, like, you know, lead the whole episode while you rotate in the air in a state of euphoria. Yeah, you, the listener wouldn't have been able to see that because we don't put the videos out or anything, but I was uh, three feet off the floor with my hands out of the side going dicky, 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 all the way around like a little happy cartoon boy. <laughs> it, was. it was. It was It was very distracting, but Corey took it in his stride and carried he on did. telling us all the wonderful food that he wanted on his menu, which did not include, thankfully, the secret yes. ingredient, maggots. Maggots. No maggots from Corey. Thank you very much, Corey. Uh, but if we'd said you're not allowed to talk about shitting, then... That would have been a disaster. Because, yeah, then we would have been uh, in big trouble. Um, so that was a very exciting episode for me and for you, James. I mean, you, it turns out it. you you remember way more about Slipknot than you, you thought you did. I saw Slipknot twice when I was 15. And, oh, 15 and 16, I think I saw them. And uh, I listened to that debut album so, 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 so much. I had a Slipknot shirt. So who was I kidding? Of course, I was going to jump both, both feet, just jump in there and get in the old Slipknot fan pool once again. And who knew that you'd come out of this episode uh, as a messenger to send a message from Corey Taylor to the band Raging Speedhorn? Yes. Ah, oh, if you're listening, Speedhorn, I did it. No, you no. may. Huh? That's not. You need to find them. You need to track them down. You don't. Oh, yeah, you don't. So you, you, can't, you can't pass the message on now. You need to go and say hello to them if you see them. Do you think hello. you'll see them at any Corey point? Corey Taylor says, "What's up?" Yeah. And then yes. obviously you're going to have to take that message back. Yep. See what they say back to him. Yeah. I don't mind that. If that's what I do for that, you know, we've all got to, in these lockdown time, times, in these quarantine times, these post-COVID times, we've all got to manoeuvre. We've got to find new jobs. If my new job 
is to just be a messenger between metal bands, so be it. I think you'd be very good, actually, James. You'd be very good at that. You'd have to wear little wings, of course, and little horns. Yep. What are the wings for? Messenger. And the horns are for being the devil. Metal. So that's very confusing. Mm. So I'm an angel and a devil at the same time. Aren't we all? What a lovely way to end the podcast. Um, You should go and get Corey Taylor's new solo album, CMFT. That is out on October the 2nd. Uh, We were very nicely sent an advanced copy. Uh, And I've been... I've been pumping it. I've been I've been whacking it on loud and I'm enjoying myself. It, it, he's having such a lot of fun on that album. He's proper yes. wailing. There's some proper classic rock sounding stuff, some proper like almost country sounding stuff. It's so much fun. And he doesn't drink, but he's written some wicked drinking songs. Yeah, man. If 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 you're having a night in with a flag and a veil, you want to put on CMFT and Swill that ale from side to side. Well done, James. You can all imagine James doing that at home now. Do you ever swill your ale side to side? Oh, I used to. These days, I'm far too busy delivering message be- messages between <laughs> Tool and Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> that is the end of this episode. We will be back again soon in the Dream Restaurant. Sorry, James. Hello, Maynard. Maynard, yes. The, they wanted me to tell you they won't do what you tell them. Okay, fair enough. I'll go back and let them know. That's my impression of delivering a message to Maynard James Keenan, the singer of Tool from Rage Against the Machine. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. What what has Maynard said back to Rage Against the Machine? Well, I'm trying to think of a Tool lyric, even though uh, I'm very much into Tool and I love their album Lateralis, but uh, trying to think of any lyrics from that album, uh, and I can't think of any right None now. None that specifically... Uh, no, none that, that work in to... this context. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Wear the grudge like a crown. Doesn't really... I'm glad that we got to segue. I got we got a tool riff in an episode. It's taken many episodes for us to get yeah. this in there. I mean you and... say you say that. Everyone's either turned off or Benito's edited this bit out. Yeah. It, uh, it's not out of the question that this will go out in the edit, but then it is at the end. <laughs> so it's a nice little Easter egg for any of the metal fans who stuck around. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah. and there might be people screaming at the, the podcast now, being like, why don't you use this lyric? Come on, guys. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, why, don't you, you know. why don't you talk about the, the tool song? Thanks very much for your message. I hope you're okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Best wishes. <laughs> why don't yeah. you do that? Kind regards. I hope you're doing okay during this post COVID times. That song. <laughs> Those guys were cr- crazy Nostradamus, right? Yeah, absolutely. But thank you very much for listening. Uh, We will see you again sometime soon. Goodbye. Yama yama. Ever wondered about the world's greatest mysteries? Who built the pyramids? Where is Bigfoot? Is time travel possible? From invisibility to whether aliens are living amongst us. It's Microscope, the improvised comedy show from the award-winning John Kearns and me, Matt Ewins, an all-round nice guy. Where is it available? I'll tell you. iTunes, Spotify, Acast and all the other places you get podcasts from. It's Microscope. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it's Rob Orton here. Now, I've got a podcast called the Rob Orton Daily Podcast. It's a short poem or story or a musing on a particular subject every single day. What if you commissioned Picasso to paint your house and you just painted it white? Would you be annoyed? Wouldn't it be good if you could pour Miracle Grow onto other things, such as pizzas? Have you ever thought about what a beach might be like if it was made from digestive biscuits? Have you ever tried to cry about something you're not thinking about? If you would like to listen to a daily podcast that includes subjects I've mentioned there, then please listen to the Rob Orton Daily Podcast.